So this is probably going to be a po- podcast kind of of audio reviews of uh, films, movies and such. I assume that it would be better to simply uh, do this uh, since writing always takes much more time and is usually more suited to more rigorous thought rather than just about any movie at all. Most movies do not sort of demand that much or even deserve some don't at least some some do some are pretty interesting which could very well have a lot written about them but other than that most I think could 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 do well with just some rambling I suppose now the first one in all likelihood that I'm going to uh, approach here going to watch just now as it happens happens to be the f- the first that I watch after thinking of doing this uh, not that I usually watch what I assume is neo-noir it is apparently one out of many of Hercule Poirot's uh, detective uh, stories. It's not something, as I say, I usually watch. Uh, there is a very. There isn't a very high. I, I do not typically rate such films highly, but obviously it depends ultimately on the individual film. I just haven't rated them very highly in, in the past, but it's a not a very large sample size. So, at any rate, I'm just going to say whatever I think at various points throughout the actual watching. I think that's the best way, really, the most optimal solution to do, is to just simply say whatever. There's always uh, the argument that you you could just simply formulate whatever opinion one might have after the film. But really, it's formed throughout, I suppose. After, just it's simply it's simply uh, formed to a whole, I suppose. But anyway, I'm just going to start this for now. And we'll see if it's any better than any other Neon Noir I watched in the past.
As an aside, this happens to be the first film I watch Anthony Perkins in after the Psycho series, the first four films, and what a surprise that it's uh, it has murder in the title. It's a uh, yeah, I see a pattern, I suppose. I don't know if he literally only ever acted in such movies, but, uh, well, this is the fifth film I see him in. I think he had a long career before he succumbed, but, um, well, obviously Psycho was his most famous, uh, uh, role surely must be although this this the recent series wow, went on for so long that that there's kind of two two uh, <laughs> characters now I suppose I mean he he was there originally but then uh, you know Freddy well, really took on that role for so much longer that uh, it kind of overtook him. But anyway, this is this is supposed to be about this Oriental Express thing. It's the uh, seventy-four version, not the recent adaptation. So, first noticeable thing, most obvious thing is. The fact that it relies on newspapers even more than documentaries do. And, you know, documentaries rely on them or articles of some sort to present facts, not <laughs> fiction. Essentially, I assume this is fiction, obviously, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure why, because I'm assuming it's a. Uh, I, I, um, I suppose it's originally a a book, so um, a book uh, cannot display newspapers as such, unless they were just described as newspapers, I suppose. I find that little bit of humour on the uh, ship uh, quite amusing, uh, you know, the recommendations uh, for and until until then, uh, they asked, you know, uh, have they done it themselves? And uh, it's uh, it's a negative. <laughs> With regards to the music, for some reason, it all seems very familiar. I don't think I've ever watched this film before, but uh, the music is very familiar. So either they adapted it from something else uh, uh, composed not exclusively for it or it is so popular that it's been broadcast widely which is why it seems so familiar it's really strange when uh, one uh, knows a lot of the music even though Films haven't been watched before. Yeah, I, I, I do not seem to think that I've ever watched this before. Only the first 20 minutes, but I don't think I have. 
And yeah, the music is very familiar for some reason. I'm, I, I'm not even sure who the composer is. I've, I've seen the name. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've uh, heard of them before. I can, can't, uh, can't quite remember the name either. So, not very familiar at all. Yeah, the music is very familiar if this person did indeed compose the music. Also wanted to comment on the doggies. I mean, there is some cuteness, right? Uh, they're, they're like little fluff balls. At some point, they're eating on a table. I mean, they're e eating, and it's like a a fairy hen or something. It's you can barely see it's a dog. It's uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh. Not something that is expected in a neo noir, I suppose, is it? But it's always something interesting, you know, just, just like a bit of comedy. It's always uh, alleviates the. Well, um, well it could also uh, uh, either forestall or sort of counteract what comes later. With regards to Perkman's character, it's interesting to note that he's also very agitated, just like um, just like he is in psycho, kind of you know, like socially, especially. Uh, so I wonder whether uh, he was typecasted. This said, I haven't watched any other film of his, uh, but but so far, then these are. Two different series. I don't know if he uh, also acted in any of the, the, the these other near yeah, type, but he yeah he seems to retain the character somehow. And uh, with regards to whatever he was while sleeping, I I really I really don't get get it. Uh, I don't get what it's supposed to be. At all, like um, you know, um, when he first put it on, I thought it was a face mask, yeah, uh, cover the eyes, makes perfect sense. But uh, no, apparently, uh, looks like a mustache or something. Just I have seriously I have no idea. And there's something at the top as well. So top and bottom, nothing on the eyes, just top and bottom. I've yeah, um, some things remain a mystery, seriously, I suppose, I mean, unless they reference it, <laughs> and I can look up the concept, I uh, otherwise have no clue whether it's called at all, function or features or anything. Also, kind of, well, detracts from the experience that he talks in French so often and even with subtitles they couldn't be bothered to translate it. Uh, I can get some words but uh, not, not everything. And, uh, yeah, whenever they do that it's just annoying. They, uh, I mean, if I watch a French film it's usually translated in subtitles at least and when it's mixed it's 
often not. In addition, there is some German that's left untranslated as well. I mean, I'm assuming none of this is uh, particularly crucial to the narrative, but uh, I, I do dislike the fact that uh, I'm missing something. I always do. Even when the context makes it obvious, but... Mm, I mean, it's, uh, it doesn't always like uh, this... Uh, uh, the, the, the person who talked uh, German now seemingly said something about a prince, and uh, I really do not know what in context that has uh, anything to do with. By the way, uh, the the only other, um, as I've mentioned, I haven't exactly watched much uh, Nienua, but uh, I've watched one other, which uh, which was done by uh, you know Psycho's director. But, um, it was um, it was I forget its name actually. Uh, it was also set on a train too, so it was kind of Nienua, even though he's known for thrillers. Now I wonder why why are the are so many of these set on trains? I mean, it seems like a, such an artificial construct. Like, like you know, what's the likelihood that somehow everyone gets on a train? But not just everyone. I mean, you know, uh, accidents or incidents can happen on trains. But oh, as it happens, there's always a detective in these stories. I mean, what is that likelihood? You know, not, not very likely. I mean, you know, if, if incidents happen. It's not very likely that there's someone who happens to have had their whole professional life dedicated to solving these self-crimes. I mean, it just it seems too convenient. Right? And many of these seem to be... I mean, this is the, this, uh, the, this, uh, the, the story of this film, the, the, the film is based on, is supposed to be written by... Uh, I guess I I, I suppose uh, the the most uh, highly regarded uh, of these sort of writers, right? Um, so, but and yet it seems like they just resort to the most obvious tropes. I mean, even even someone who, well, I, yeah, any uh, they, they did seemingly write a lot of books about these sort of subjects, so I guess in the end they ended up writing about the most obvious as well. But it just seems so obvious, so predictable. I mean, alright, I can quite predict who the uh, culprit is. I suppose but the, what's what's obvious is, is is how it all happens in the first place. I mean, how how is it even possible it happens? Oh, anyway. And I also think the bit of comedy when um, just after everyone is talking at once with uh, the uh, loquacious uh, mistress. Uh, was so brilliant. Uh, when, when she said that, yeah, she has had two relationships. 
with her eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the the delivery was pretty good. For for Neon Noir, there is some good comedy. And yeah, with regards to coincidences, they do pilot on just a bit uh, too heavily uh, later on. In the middle bits, so such uh, not sure if this is the usual neo noir flair, but this one does. At least um, I wonder if um, all of uh, Agatha's writings were like this, or if it's just a, a film adaptation, not in the original writing. But it's um, it's like a multi-layered uh, buttery mess in a way. I mean, it could happen sometimes in real life, but. Not um, very likely at all. I mean, not not to the extent. At least I don't think I've ever. You know, um, some of the things that do happen, but not the amount of coincidences. Also, with regards to references, uh, it's interesting how they uh, <coughs> included really seamlessly um, Perkins' character. Uh, you know the. Crying out mother and all that, and uh, the mention of uh, Freud and such. Of course, this was after his uh, most famous uh, film, um, but before the sequels, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, um, so um, I assume it's not in the original novel. I'm assuming it was written even earlier. I uh, haven't researched it though, so uh, yeah, but um, so I'm assuming it's a director's decision, but uh, I don't know yet. I need to research that as well. Also, I like how Poirot butters up every single train passenger. Doesn't uh, pinpoint anyone as soon as he sees them, or even after. In a way, remains neutral until the end. I assume it's uh, interesting. Uh, I, I suppose it's uh, ideal to to do, in, even in real life circumstances. But uh, in a film, it serves. Uh, a way to not let out what one's thoughts are and where they lean towards, I suppose. So, it just happens to be so unlikely. I... The fact that... This all happened on a train was actually the least unlikely, it turns out. In the end, the whole the whole narrative is, is, is so flimsy. I mean, what is the likelihood that what happens happens in real life? Not not, not very likely at all. It's seriously unbelievable. I mean it it's obviously it was obviously done. You know, to try to create a story.
but it's it's not like the story. So what's what's the point of creating a story just just for the sake of it? And this this doesn't even touch on uh, m morality and everything. I mean, you know, at at Let's just say it's the fact that it's unlikely. The, the, the whole thing is seriously unlikely, and uh, the ending is very cliched and not fulfilling, really. I am not entirely sure why it's uh, rated uh, on average uh, highly, and uh, it's. Uh, I got that Christie must have um as a, she she wrote a lot so I guess she just wrote cliched stories as well but uh, the logic is a bit too much almost is even it, it just even not, even if this wasn't just about the the, the the fact that it's not very likely, it's it's not very interesting in some sense. I mean, sure, it's not absolutely predictable, even though it's not likely. But maybe, maybe, maybe that's because it's not likely, and so not predictable. But <sighs> just uh, makes a little sense as well. In a way, and those. I'm not sure if if, if it's just like a, a pattern that I just maybe I just maybe I've never found any neo noir that is inherently interesting. But and I haven't watched exactly many and the last I watched must have been years ago so I can't quite compare it very readily but it's, it's still very it's not very interesting at all is it I just you know and uh, seems to be you know by most people seems to be thought of as above average I suppose if average is around seven out of ten or something, it seems to be on. By whoever watched it, seems to be above average. And yet, I don't see how. I mean, I don't know what the average is. Maybe the average, you know, is is is. The average must maybe. There's a scenario where it's unpredictable and yet unlikely, which doesn't make much sense. I mean, sure, sure, not predictable. I, in a way, unpredictable is, is better than it being predictable. But I mean, you know, what if what if something happens and then it turns out that out of nowhere, in the last five minutes, we find out that someone from Mars has hap um, happened to have been coordinating the entire thing. I mean, okay, it's it's not that. Unlikely, and it's not that out of 
the blue. Uh, I mean, the, the, there are hints as to this film's conclusion, but it it's still not very satisfying, really. It's uh, it's not. I mean, I don't know if, if, if the creators thought, you know, especially since you know, considering the ending. The, the very ending, the, the, the last minute or so, the creators must have thought, well, this is it. Satisfying. Must be. I just, it doesn't feel like it because somehow, I mean, this this is setting aside of any issues with morality as well with regards to, that's, I suppose it's irrelevant, it's more of a detective story, but, um, and, Porada does, does, does think through it all, and, but what's the point in the end? That's the, that's the thing. There's, there was no point. So, what's the point of the entire film? What's the point? There's there's no satisfaction at all. I have no idea why the creators, why the director seemed to think that somehow, uh, I mean, what happened at the end seemed to be symbolic of some sort of satisfaction that characters derive from the situation. But it's it's not. I mean, as as a watcher, it doesn't seem to be satisfying really it's um if there's no point then it's not satisfying and uh it's very very unlikely to happen in real life uh very unlikely i've never ever in such thing uh i mean it's, it's a stupid thing in a way what happens which i will obviously not not, not divulge in case uh but i mean it's it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing because you know, one one would have thought that you know um, being unpredictable is a, a virtue, but uh, it needs to be coherent. Really, it needs to be cogent and uh, likely, I guess. So there we go. I guess it's uh, it made me think, but. In, in in a way, I kind of was more interested in Perkins' Psycho even more because it, it was it at least dealt with human characters. These were really this this was sort of like an algorithm just going through the motions, and and in the at the end there was barely any point to it at all. Uh, so it's like at least there was a bit of psychology well, it's, uh, inherent in the title. So there was a bit of meaningful thought behind it. Whereas with this this one, it just seems to be like it's it's almost unbelievable that there can be thinking involved. You know, just like Hercule himself committed to he committed to doing some thinking, and he did. But in the end, did it really make any difference? I mean, he seemed to be satisfied, almost. But... Oh, it's, it's a bit weird to be satisfied over something that barely makes any sense, and... has no point. Even if thinking was, was done, it... Uh, it had a little point to it. Uh, I'm not sure if... All I mean, I don't. I don't suppose most neo noirs are like this. I uh, I think from the ones I've watched, which, which isn't exactly 
a lot, but I don't think I've, I mean, so it's it's unique in that aspect, but uniqueness per se isn't everything, is it? It's not, it's not, I mean, it's something crucial in any film to be unique, but it also needs to be meaningful, I suppose. So it's the fact in the sense that not even, I suppose, I suppose that the creators must have thought, you know, it would be satisfactory in terms of people's raw emotions, but yeah, it makes little sense and it's unlikely. So I'm not sure how, it just doesn't make sense. And uh, it seems to say that somehow uh, uh, violence is a solution but it, it, it's beyond that it's it makes little inherent cohesive sense so either way you know it's sort of like yep I've finished this film and there we go it's it's not something that Will linger with me for years. It's just, it's uh, it's uh, procedural in a way, which is, uh, <laughs> it's uh, um, I guess uh, 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 apt considering it's uh, it's almost like a uh, police de uh, detective. I'm not sure if he is related to the police, but, uh, just but it still didn't have much of a heart. I'll, I'll, that that psycho might have had you know, just doesn't have that much. Anyway, it was my first Poirot movie, so I guess we'll see what the others are like.